Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Good evening. Good evening, Saints. How you doing? This is the show, Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. And uh, I'd like to thank you for welcoming me into your house this evening as we go on once again. And uh, we uh, just, you know, go ahead and seek, you know, the covenants of God and, you know, um, and many of, of the natures of, you know, the teachings of the Bible, you know, we go through uh, one version through another and one thing about, you know, the Bible and, you know, the last uh, topic that we covered the last time that we were live is uh, the Ten Commandments. So uh, let me just uh, go ahead and just uh, welcome everyone and just say, hey, this is uh, Blog Talk Radio and uh, this is Purpose Kingdom Network. And we are on episode 1,778. You know, thank God that we've... Uh, Achieve, you know, um, every show is a milestone itself, but um, this in itself of achieving uh, this number, um, man, it's a blessing to uh, be able to, uh, the greatness of God, you know, spread his word here on this network. And uh, as I was saying earlier, and uh, anytime that you want to call in, we do have a live call-in number, which is 319-527-6091, and you can just simply hit the number one and uh, someone will get you in. Okay, so uh, just going back to what I was saying, we're going over the Ten Commandments and how, um, you know, the Ten Commandments itself is something that um, the God brought down to Moses on Mount Sinai to bring and spread to the people. Okay, and then, you know, along came Jesus, and, you know, um, at one point there was a guy named John the Baptist where he – was going around and everybody thought that he was the one. And he says, no, I'm not the one, but there is one that's after me, that comes after me. So when Jesus uh, came into, uh, you know, John, the, the midst of John the Baptist, John baptized him. And after uh, John baptized him, we go into uh, Matthew chapter 5. And uh, in Matthew chapter 5, we, that's the chapter we're going to cover. So uh, I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead and grab your Bible if you want, or you can uh, – just listen as we uh, cover Matthew the five and why it's important um, in the words that Jesus spoke or Matthew, in Matthew chapter five. Okay, so um, Matthew chapter uh, five should not be hard to find. And um, as I start, you know, reading uh, Matthew chapter five, we'll understand the importance of what Jesus spoke and what he taught there. Um, on a on a mount uh, next to the Sea of Galilee. So uh, we're going to begin. And seeing the multitudes, he went up upon the on the mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who who mourn, for they shall be comforted." Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing for to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the, ho- in the house. Let your light so shine before men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I do not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one not or one title will be by means passed from the law till it's fulfilled. Whosoever, whoever, therefore breaks one of these least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will be no by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it is said that those of old, you shall not murder, and whosoever murder will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says <clears throat> says to his brother, Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that you, that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there, there before the altar and go your way. <clears throat> Be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him. Least your adversaries deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will be by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it, it that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out and cast it into you, cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish that for your whole body to be cast into hell. 
And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish that for your whole body to be cast into hell. Therefore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery, and whosoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it is said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say unto you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's soul, nor by the earth, for it is his footstock, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one here white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, for whoever is more than that is from the evil one. You've heard that <clears throat> you heard that it, it was said an eye for an eye in a two for two. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whosoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him. I also I mean if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. <clears throat> give him, give to him who also asks you, and for him who wants you to borrow from you, and do not, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, thou love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even tax collectors uh, do so. Therefore, if thou shalt be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Okay, and that was uh, Matthew chapter 5. <clears throat> and um, we're going to go break uh, 5 down. And why is it so important? Um, and we're just going to just break down a couple of things that happened there, you know, and it has been, you know, called the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount has been the most significant, you know, uh, event that has happened in the Bible. And it is still, you know, one of the most revelationary teachings and its messages. Perhaps one of the sermons of Jesus can, you know, compare in helping us to better understand the attributes and the characteristics of Jesus. In the gospel, Matthew records, you know, early in the gospel, in uh, Matthew, that Jesus was baptized and he went about uh, Galilee healing the sick and the afflicted. As Jesus, you know, uh, his popularity spread around the countryside, thousands and thousands of people began following him. 
designed to learn more about this miracle worker. As Jesus saw the multitudes following him, he went up into the mountain overlooking the Sea of Galilee. With this backdrop, the Savior began to, to teach. And the scriptures often associate mountains with places for uh, of great worship and receiving revelation from God. Uh, the Lord commanded Abraham to sacrifice Isaac atop Mount Morah. And here Abraham was taught of the interceding power of the Lord. On Mount Sinai, Moses received the Ten Commandments. And, you know, also instructions and ordinance of, uh, relating to the tabernacle. While on Mount Carmel, Elijah showed forth the power of heaven by calling down the fires from heaven. Each of these mountains acts as a, as a bridge, so to speak, bringing the heavens closer to earth. Here on this mount overlooking the beautiful Sea of Galilee, the Savior once again would bring heaven down to earth. Jesus' sermon began with what is now known as the Beatitudes. The word Beatitude means to be blessed, prosperous, or abundant. And given this list of the eight Beatitudes, Jesus differs significantly from the Ten Commandments. Instead of giving us a list of thou shalt not and thou shalt not do, he instead gives us a list of things that we are to become. He uses the phrases like, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy, which is in Matthew chapter 5, verses 7. And in verses 8, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God, Matthew 9. Notice that each of these speak of who the person is and not just a list of easy do's and don't do's. For example, how does one become merciful? Is it a one-time event that you can check off once completed? The answer to that is no. And perhaps one of the reasons why the teachings of Jesus is, with, you know, with the Sermon on the Mount are so uh, relevant right now today, Jesus, in essence, breaks down every perceived concept of what it means to be truly blessed or prosperous. You know, he teaches that it is not through obtaining wealth or power, as most Romans at the time would have seen as being a blessed or prosperous uh, portion. It's not even though those strict or obedient to the law, as the scribes and the Pharisees would, you know, have people understand. It is through becoming meek, hungering after righteousness, being merciful, and a peacemaker. In short, the state of being blessed is about who we really are, not just what we do. The Savior's next instructs that as we work towards becoming blessed, we are then commissioned to be blessed in the lives of others. He shows us by giving two parable teachings of salt and light. Salt is, uh, ancient, in ancient time was uh, extremely significant. Salt was not only to bring out the flavors and uh, spices, but it was even more importantly used as a preservative. In a world without, you know, in a world without modern refrigeration, you know, meats would have easily spoiled and wouldn't last long. Additionally, salt was part of everyday sacrifices offered at the altar of sacrifices, symbolizing the lasting nature of the covenant. So Jesus next teaches that we are to be the light onto the world. He neither, uh, you know, which is covered in Matthew five fifteen. He instructs that neither, you know. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto that those in the house. And basically, what he's saying is that uh, you know, um, to you know, and that 
basically the light you like is going to light everybody in, you know, every uh, darkness in the house. And the original word, you know, for candle in Greek was actually an oil lamp. <clears throat> and the word uh, that is used, uh, bushel, that is something to snuff out the candle. And so basically when it says extinguish, you know, a lamp, he's not only talking about uh, a candle. He's talking about the light that we light for everybody. And whether for any reason we're not to put out that light. So for for both of those, you know, that part of the parable shows how true the disciples were to also not only follow him, but to impact those in their life, to also reflect the word and the teachings of uh, of Jesus. And so what he was letting them know is that even though you're learning from me, what you learn, you spread on to the world. <clears throat> you don't keep what you learn to yourself. You spread it out because you are to become a light of the world. And to become a, a, the light of the world, you have to work to keep that light going. And for no reason do you snuff it out. Because from what from what you say, I mean, from what you learn and what you teach, you know, you're also a significant light in where you go. And uh, also, you know, um, both of those parables shows the preservation of not only what you have uh, learned, but how you spread and, you know, it's what you think of yourself. So, you know, the word also in that part uh, fulfills, uh, it does not mean to, you know, uh, basically to do away with, uh, you know, the uh Ten Commandments, it also enhances it. Uh, to fulfill is to complete or bring the fullness. But, you know, um, so Jesus fulfills the law at least in part by showing, you know, through his teaching and, his, and through his own example and the true purpose behind, in essence, he helps us, list, you know, he helps us understand that obedience is not the ultimate purpose. It is becoming like God. Jesus demonstrated this by giving five examples from the law, each beginning with, um, you heard that it was said of old time, uh, thou shalt not kill. For example, when teaching about killing and uh, committing adultery, Jesus does not say that these laws have been done away with, but instead he intensifies them uh, he teaches that even is the same as actually committing the evil acts. And why is this the case? Well, again, the ultimate purpose is not just obedience, but becoming like our Heavenly Father. Another law Jesus quotes is about referring an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which is Matthew 5:38. In our modern world, we assume this to be interpreted literally, meaning that you would actually cut someone's eye out if they had blinded you. But in ancient times, it was interpreted far differently. In fact, uh, this has been discussed that this is, is being a form of uh, replicant, uh, uh, well, recoup, you know, to recoup uh, something, uh, not as an example of punishment. For example, if you, out of rage, injure a carpenter, causing him to lose his sight, 
um, you would be required to help support his family because of, of this lost revenue and because he has a trade. So this, an eye for an eye, actually was fair. It was more just and merciful than even, uh, you know, our justice system today. Jesus next teaches that instead of seeking, rep- rep- uh, you know, conversation for an eye for an eye, instead we go turn the other cheek and go the extra mile. You know, Roman soldiers were allowed to force, you know, Jews to carry their equipment for a mile. And so Jesus teaches that even when our, ma- uh, you know, our enemies compel us to do something against our will, that we go the extra mile. And, you know, by giving them more than what they asked for. The Savior concludes, you know, the five statements with perhaps the most significant part of his teaching. And this is in Matthew uh, 5.43. You have heard that it's been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that, that hate you. And pray for them. You know, perhaps no other statement is more fully demonstrated the true character of Jesus is when he was portrayed by Judas and arrested by, you know, in a temple by, you know, a priest in Gethsemane. Jesus turns and heals the very soldier who came to arrest him. Went on the cross, suffering beyond, you know, beyond comprehension. The Savior gives those who cause him so much pain, and perhaps more significant at all, as we learn, as we consistently sin and fall away from the perfection that Jesus directed. He quickly forgives and embraces us and helps us to once again continue our path of discipleship. You know, the journey towards perfection as Jesus commanded in Matthew chapter 5 can seem impossible to achieve. We must remember, though, that, that the word perfection is the last, you know, in the last verse actually means to become complete or whole. This perfection is mere, is not a mere final destination and it's not a representation of our current state. It is a, a movement in the right direction that is uh, most important in our life. As Jesus taught, you know, from the mount by the Sea of Galilee, he truly bridged heaven and earth, giving us a glimpse into the, you know, the, you know, that his message he taught was that we should not become distracted with just mere obedience, but instead of focusing on becoming by lifting and serving, you know, uh, and being a light to those around us. As we rely on the Savior and as we repent for our sins and trust in the grace of Christ, it is in his perfection that we will ultimately make us complete and whole. Just not just uh, what we do um, and, and say, hey, is this, you know, something I can check off and say, hey, okay, I'm done. No, this is a lifetime uh, movement of your life in Christ. And yes, you know, uh, the Ten Commandments seems like a lot of do's and don'ts where we we have a lot of things that we just can't do and, you know, oh, wow, if I'm going to be a Christian, this is not going to be fun. But also, you know, when he gave the certain the sermon on the mount, he gave us the opportunity of how it is to live Christ-like. And he gave us achievements that we can achieve where it where it could become where it is possible, where we seen that not only did he talk the talk, he walked the walk, he gave the ultimate sacrifice eventually, and you know he gave his life on the cross. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go into the call of salvation, and um, 
And I hope uh, this has been helpful as we were covering Matthew chapter 5. As we were covering Matthew chapter 5, uh, we learned that, uh, yes, the Ten Commandments seems to, to be harsh. But as we look at it through the eyes of Jesus, it could be an easy, easy journey and it could be easily achievable if we just focus on the things that we can do positively. Okay. Uh, if you have not accepted Christ in your life and you want to uh, welcome him into your life, um, you can do so now. and It's easy. You know, we don't have to be that perfect person where we have all our ducks all lined up and say, okay, now I'm ready. Uh, no, he's going to meet you where you're at, and that's right now. And what you want to say, and, and you don't have to use my words, you can use your own words. You just, you know, seek out in your heart the words that you want to uh, talk to God and say, hey, you know, I'm a sinner, and I want to change my ways. I want to walk in the light. I want to change my pathway. I want to enlighten those around me. I want to help those achieve what they thought is not possible, which is salvation. And how you can achieve that, you can just say, hey, I accept your sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he gave up the ultimate sacrifice. He died for my sins. And through dying for my sins, I accept that sacrifice and I accept Jesus Christ in my life. And once you say say that, you know, you can also say to, you know, anyone else, you can call or text someone and say, hey, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and I welcome him into my life. And once you do that, you know, you're, you're saved. And just, like I said, just tell someone, anyone. And this says, thank you so much. And um, once you do that, you know, you, you have just, you know, changed your life completely. You turned over a new leaf. And uh, I congratulate you and uh, I'm welcoming you into the, citizenship of heaven, of, of the kingdom of heaven, all right? And uh, once you do that, I suggest you find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you in the word of Christ. And uh, if you can't find that sanctuary, you can come here um, almost every night that we're able to broadcast here at Purpose Kingdom Network, where we're a church without walls, where you can just come here and seek the kingdom of God until you can find that church sanctuary. And uh, we just, like I said, once again, welcome you. And so uh, with that being said, we're going to go jump into the announcements. Okay, this is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or via phone. We greatly appreciate your listenership and your support, and we greatly thank those who share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. When we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, you have, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091, and you can press the number one. All right? And uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements of what's going on here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And uh, we also invite you to like us at um pknradio.com where you can hear 24 hours of music and inspiration and uh, feel free to share that with friends and family members and uh, we um, also uh, invite you to um, check out Radio Code okay that's radiocode.com please check it out all right and um, with that being said uh, I am just going to announce that tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour 
We normally have peripheral visions. Um, right now, we'll see if we can uh, upload a rebroadcast or we can just uh, go on to with a live broadcast of peripheral vision. That's going to be hosted by Antonio Bats. And uh, it's going to be at 9 p.m. with God's own God's blessing. Please join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. Okay, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and then we're just going to go to the conclusion of tonight's show. Okay, so we learned that uh, by going over Matthew chapter 5, that, you know, there is not just the harshness of the, of the Ten Commandments and where, you know, God directly commanded man that this is what you shall do and this is what you shall not do. And please just keep, uh, you know, reading over Matthew chapter 5 where uh, he's just going to, you know, he just goes into the Sermon on the Mount where he uh, instructs us, you know, and what's, you know, known as the Beatitudes where we can become, you know, uh, we can achieve I will not lose. Never wanna see you down. I will not lose. Save me. I will not lose. Never wanna see you down. I will not lose. Never wanna see you down. I will not lose. Save me. I will not lose. Never wanna see you down. I will not lose. Never wanna see you down. I will not lose